Let's pray. Lord Jesus, um, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are all the things that we sing and more. We thank you so much for who you are and for how you have made yourself known to us and how you've made the Father known truly to us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, our Comforter, who is always with us, turning our hearts ever back to you, even when we wander away. Your love is so great. It is so persistent. It is so persevering. We thank you for that. We thank you for the celebration of Christmas and and this time of year when we get to remember the miracle of your coming. And so we ask and invite you, Holy Spirit, for these next few minutes as we, as we read the shepherd's story and we think about the moment when the news was shared that you had come. That you would do something inside of us that only you can do. That you would touch our hearts, our souls, our spirits deep inside with the truth of that moment and the truth of that moment being repeated over and over and over again in our lives every time we remember you. Help us, Lord, to know you and love you better and to really celebrate who you are. And in your name we pray, amen. I want you to think of a moment when you've received good news, news that you've been waiting for, maybe you've been waiting a long time for it, uh, and you've just been kind of just on the edge of your seat, just waiting for that moment when the good news has come. So maybe, for example, you have been uh, waiting for the, the call to say whether or not you got the job. So you've gone through a couple of interviews, you know that you're in the running, you're one of the final candidates, and you're just waiting for the phone call. And suddenly, you know, just at that unexplainable time, the phone rings and you pick it up and here's the call, you've got the job. What does that moment feel like? just in that moment or maybe you've been waiting to start a family and uh, you've been you know waiting for the good news you've been trying and 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 then suddenly you know the test comes back or maybe you know you you have been approved for adoption and you suddenly get this word you get the word that you're going to have a baby what does that moment feel like the moment that you just first hear that news. I want to try and, and have you capture that moment if you could. Or maybe you've been dating that someone special and you, it's been heading towards uh, engagement and, uh, and you know it's coming, you're waiting for the surprise and then the moment comes when he pops the question. What does that moment feel like? In that very instant, what does it feel like? Well, that's what it felt like for the shepherds that night in the field in Bethlehem. Let's read their story together. It's in Luke chapter 2. And uh, we'll just read through verses 8 through 20 and then uh, talk a little bit about it. It says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about them, or told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I don't know how we even enter into understanding what it was like for that moment, for these shepherds to have the angel appear to them. And of course, they were terrified at first, you know, because it was just such an unexpected thing. They're just out in the fields at night looking after their flocks, doing their everyday thing. It was just an ordinary everyday night. And then suddenly the heavens erupted and there's this angelic being telling them, Messiah has been born. 400 years they'd been waiting to hear from God. 400 years their people had been waiting for the moment that they would hear the good news that Messiah had come. Could it really be? Could it really be? And in that moment, on that night when they saw the baby and it all came together, that moment, it's really here. He really has come. Messiah really is here. Imagine what it must have been like. And in that moment, before there was anything else, before there was anything else, they had no idea what this would portend. They didn't know what the story of this child would be. They didn't know how his life was going to turn out. They didn't even know who he was going to become. No one did. All they knew was that the long-awaited promised Messiah had come. It was a moment filled with hope. Hope was here. Hope was here. All that they had hoped for was here. And look what happens. Look at the celebration. Look at what happens. The angel makes the announcement. The shepherds are terrified, but then they, they kind of calm down and listen, and then suddenly there's this angelic flash mob of everybody just rejoicing and, and coming out of the heavens and just, I mean... You know, if there's joy in heaven over one sinner who repents, imagine the joy that was in heaven and bursting out of heaven into the skies over those fields as heaven erupted in celebration at the birth of Jesus. It was as if the angelic host couldn't contain itself. I love the imagery because the word for host is actually the same word as army. And I wondered if this was the heavenly army that had actually come onto the scene and began praising and worshiping and celebrating the birth of Jesus. So what do the shepherds do? They hurry off to go and see it. Now, I don't know if you've, you know, we, we saw the kids doing the, uh, the Christmas story for us and it was fantastic in, in the video. 
and you see the way they do the dress up and the, and the grown-ups are all dressed up. I mean, so a shepherd in those days, like they weren't wearing, you know, sneakers and shorts. So you got to have this image of these shepherds hurrying off to the stable, you know, wearing all of their, their cloaks and whatever it was that they were wrapped in, but it wouldn't have been easy. They would have had to pull everything up and then, but they're running, they're in a hurry. They've got to get there. They've got to see what is going on. And when they see the child and they see that everything is just the way the angels said it was, they begin to believe. And once they begin to believe, what do they do? They go looking for who else they can tell. <laughs> who else can we tell? They wanted to tell everybody. They wanted everybody to know Messiah has come. The king is here. Hope is here. They wanted everyone to know. They couldn't contain themselves. And then afterwards, when they went back to their fields, they remembered the sheep and they said, oh, we got to get back to work. And they go back. They go back praising and glorifying God because of this incredible news that had come. This is celebration. This is what celebration looks like. And it's good to celebrate. It's good to celebrate. Ruth Haley Barton is a spiritual director and she writes in one of her books, she says that celebration is good fun, good food, and good conversation. And it is a spiritual discipline that flows out of gratitude. I love that. It's good fun, good, good food, good friends, but it flows out of gratitude. And here's the thing. In that moment, before anything else happened, they celebrated in that moment before they had any chance to have it snatched away, they just celebrated. And that is the art of the spiritual discipline of celebration. It's before anything crowds it out, before, before any worries or, or what if or what about or I'm not sure about this or what if it doesn't work out the way that I hoped or what about this, what about that, before any of that rushes in, it's to stop and pause and say, no, this is good news, I will celebrate. I will celebrate it. Look at Jesus. The very first miracle that he gives as a sign of who he is in John chapter 2 is changing the water into wine for a wedding feast so they could keep on celebrating. Our God loves celebration. He loves joy. He loves good fun, good food, and good company. And he gives that to us as a gift. And when we have good news, it's right to celebrate it. It's right to share it. Look at the parable of the lost coin in Luke chapter 15, where Jesus gives this parable about the woman who's lost. She's got 10 coins and she loses one. And she goes tearing through the house until she finds the one coin. And what does she do when she finds the one coin? She goes and she gets her friends and her neighbors and she says, come celebrate with me. I found my coin. And in Jeff Knight's words, she spends the coin. The very coin that she tore her house apart to try and find, she spends it on rejoicing with her friends. Good news is meant to be celebrated. It's meant to be rejoiced. It's meant to be celebrated. It is a spiritual discipline. How do we do that? What is, the, what is the actual essence of that spiritual discipline? It's, it's when you receive good news before you let anything else happen, 
Receive it. Receive it. Take it in as good news. Lord, I receive that as good news. And then, because of our thanksgiving, we celebrate it. Yeah, we don't know how it's all going to turn out. It may take longer than we think. Maybe, you know, we don't know what the, the life of that child is going to be like. We don't know how it's going to work out with that new job that we've been waiting for. We don't know how the future is going to unfold. But that doesn't matter. In the moment that we receive the good news, we receive it, we give thanks, and we celebrate it. And we thank God for what He has done. This is the beauty and the wonder of Christmas. Jesus is here. Jesus has come. Messiah is born. And before we think of 2,000 years of history, and before we think of anything else, we just need to receive that and celebrate it. Because it's good news. It is good news. Julian of Norwich is a 14th century Christian mystic. And her, her uh, book, Divine Revelations, is the, is the first book to be written in English by a woman. And in it, she records visions that she received from God. And in one of these visions, she was, she was sorrowing over the sin of the world and over her own sin and, just, and feeling the distance between us as humans and this amazing, loving, gracious God that we, that we love and we worship. And she was grieving that. And as she grieved it, the Lord Jesus came to her and comforted her and reassured her. And he said this. It's one of the most famous lines in, uh, in all of Christian mystic history. He said this. He said, sin is the cause of all pain, but all things shall be well. All things shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. Hope is here. The coming of Jesus is good news of great joy. Before anything dampens it, before anything tries to wash it out, before anything tries to erode it, just receive the truth that Jesus has come, that Jesus is with us, and that Jesus will come again. Jesus. Jesus. That's the meaning of Christmas. And that alone is worth celebrating. Amen.